Grand Performance USA, the greatest entertainers in America, as requested by you, the fighting men of the United States Armed Forces throughout the world. Command Performance, presented this week and every week till it's over, over there. Okay, men, it's the biggest show in the world, from the biggest street in the world, yes? Your letters to Command Performance, Armed Forces Radio, Los Angeles, commanded it. And so this week, we've moved your program from Hollywood and Vine to Times Square. Command Performance takes over from the Battery to the Bronx. Here to answer your requests are some of the most famous stars of Broadway, the brightest lights on the Great White Way, and as Master of Ceremonies, we bring you one of radio's greats. His voice grates on everybody, Fred Allen. Thank you. Greetings, man. Say, look, Paul, what is that voice grates on everybody? You'd think that my adenoids were carborunda, or my tonsils were clinkers or something. Well, didn't you like the gag, Fred? Paul, Joe Miller has been dead for 86 years. If he heard that joke, Joe Miller would not only turn over in his grave, he'd swing and sway with Sammy Kay. <laughs> Well, Fred, I want to welcome you to Command Performance and New York City. You just got back from California, didn't you? Uh, yes, Paul, fortunately. But California is certainly beautiful, all those mountains. Well, tell me, did you see Mount Baldy? Uh, Mount... Uh, no, Jack Benny was out of town these weeks. <laughs> you know, Benny always takes his toupee up into the hills for the molting season, Paul. Toupee? Isn't that here his own? Uh, no, Paul. In back of his house... Jack Benny has a cat farm. He raises his own violin strings in there. You know, his toupees are really old cat ends. Old cat ends. He uses the round hair off of the back of the cat, the cat's hips, you know. <laughs> oh, Fred, you don't expect me to believe that Jack Benny's toupees are made of cat hair. I mean to stand here and say just that, Paul. You do? And I... <laughs> Yes, pig. And I can prove it, Pat. You know, Benny wears his hair. You know how Jack wears his hair, flat down on his head? Yeah. Well, every time a dog goes by, all of a sudden, Benny has a pompadour. <laughs> but enough about the guy who has made a pleasant Sunday evening at home impossible, Paul. Let's get on to the girl who has made so many command performance evenings memorable. She's so much a part of the show, she's come east with it. Men, here's the sweetheart of the AEF, F.O.B. Hollywood, Miss Ginny Sims. Well, thanks. Thanks, F.A. <laughs> Hi, gang. Gee, it's really wonderful to be with you here on Command Performance. You know, I never get tired of saying that. Back here, where there's a skyline you never forget, I'd like to send a special Manhattan hello to the fourth gun section of Battery C at 939. And all you base ordnance boys at 634. Fuse House, Porky, Gator, Blackie, Smiling, Pigeon, Piccadilly, and Pincrate. Yes, and here's a hello from New York to all you men from New York. Please find and close a song that goes something like this. <laughs> Oh, no. 
until my baby comes home. No, sir, no, nothing. As long as baby must to answer requests from Iceland to India, from Sydney to Sicily, direct from the New Yorker Hotel comes the King of Swing and his entire band, Benny Goodman. Benny Goodman.
Thank you, Benny Goodman, and please don't go away. You know, a lot of your letters request something a bit more elegant than beat me, Daddy, with a pickle fork. <laughs> Seriously, though, it's always an important event when Lawrence Melchior sings at the Metropolitan Opera House. Mr. Melchior is the world's greatest operatic tenor, and he has sung the tenor parts in such famous operas as Tristan and Isolde, Samson and Delilah, and Rimsky and Korsakov. <laughs> well, fellows, you have asked for it, and here it is, Lawrence Melchior singing The Star by Roger. Mr. Melchior, beast. Bravo. Bravo. Thank you, Mr. Allen. Bravo. Tell me, uh, Lorich, you don't mind if I call you uh, Lorich, do Not I? Not at all. Uh, well, Larry, <laughs> I've always wondered, how does it feel to sing at the Met? Confidentially, not so hot. Not so hot? Well, what's the matter, Larry? The plumbing, the uh, air conditioning there? Is no, no, the trouble is, the Metropolitan Opera is all art. No dough. No. <laughs> no cabbage, huh? No. And it make my blood boil to hear the salary these Rachel Crooners are paid. Well, not, uh, not Dennis Day. No, I'm talking about that one who sings... When the blue Oh, <laughs> 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 
All that he gets may be $60,000 a week at least. But the one that kills me is the young man who sings. a week and the police escort if you could hear him he'd probably get twice as much but let's not be bitter Mr. Melchior the Met isn't after all the Met isn't a bad place to sing oh maybe you're right Fred after all we do have beautiful women singers at the opera well I'll drop over this week well we have the famous diamond horseshoe there I'll be over Larry and the seats are $11 apiece. You know, we may never see each other again. <laughs> Mr. Melchior, Command Performance thanks you for this swell visit. Thank you. <laughs> and now back to the mailbag men. And the next item in this command package answers a specific request from Captain D.S. McHugh, who originally hailed from DeWitt, Iowa, and now hails from 634. It's also for the gang at 512, John, Ambiti, Stuker, Incendiary, Body, Squarehead, Cyclops, and Sad Sack Jack. <laughs> also, you scoo-scoo punches at 939, pin this on the walls of Hut 29, and call it yours, all yours. It's Noah, sung by the famous foursome order to active duty here on command performance, the Golden Gate Quartet. Well, that's the God told him of what to do. Noah began to cut and hew. The bringing of the hammer was just a myth. Bringing up the saw, cracks and repent. Well, a hundred years he hammered and saw. Building the ark by the grace of God. After the foundation was laid, he 
used to timber. The ox was lazy, calling the animals two for two. Ox the camel and the kangaroo, so he called it. Get back the hangman sham, got me. Get to put the leg, he raised it. Came to hit it on high. Knocked that sun and the moon from the sky. Shook the mountain and surged the sea. Hitched the wind to its chariot, the wheel. He stepped on the land, stood on the shore, the clamp the time, but could be no more. Follows an answer. In answer to one of your assistant commands, I'd like to present that woman of letters. She is famous as an author of best-selling books, famous as a playwright, and equally famous for. Uh, pardon me. What else? Oh yes, the strip tease. Would you put your hat and galoshes back on, Miss? Fellows, meet Miss Gypsy Rose Lee. <laughs> Hello, fellas. <laughs> Hello, fellas. Fred, you said I was equally famous as a writer and as a stripteaser. Uh -huh. So if it's all the same to you, I'll talk about books. Well, if it's all the same to you, Gypsy, it's not all the same to me. It's <laughs> all the same to you. Well, after all, Fred, I left that burlesque life behind me. I'm an author now. Well, I know you're an author, Gypsy. I I've read your latest book, Undercover. Very good, too. Very good. I didn't write undercover. Oh, you didn't? No. The man who wrote it is a very famous investigator. He spent his whole life hunting for hidden facts, groping in the dark, searching everywhere, searching everywhere for the naked truth. Uh, well, did he try Minsky's? <laughs> Even an osteopath could learn a few things at uh, Minsky's. Oh. Why do you keep talking about burlesque? Well, burlesque fascinates me, Gypsy. It must take you girls years and years and years to master the gentle art of stripping the teeth. Oh, it's really nothing. It's just like peeling a banana. Uh, <laughs> would you drop over sometime and help me make up a fruit salad? You seem to know a lot about burlesque. Well, I do. You know, my grandmother was known in her day as Ginger uh, La Ginger, the Valley Forge Ball of Fire years ago. She was the first woman in history to do what is now called the bump. Your grandmother really invented the bump? Mm-hmm. Well, it must have taken years of research. Uh, on the contrary. One day, grandmother backed into a hot stove and she just let nature take its course. <laughs> We were talking about books, weren't we? Well, I'm sorry I wandered verbally. It's just the gypsy in me, gypsy. Anyway, what I started out to say was that burlesque has, has a, a remarkable history, you know. It started way back with Venus de uh, Milo. D is the middle initial, D period, Milo. Venus de Milo? Mm -hmm. Did she do the first striptease? Yes, but she sort of overdid it. At one performance, Venus de Milo kept getting so much applause, she finally had to take off her arms. I think the old girl deserves a hand for that. In fact, she... <laughs> she can use a couple of hands at the moment, I believe. Well, don't think that burlesque is a cinch, Fred. It's no easy job dropping off this and that to slow music. Well, I don't know about this, but we can't talk about that. I'm not sure. 
There is one thing that bothers me, Gypsy. Why do you always use that slow music in burlesque? Oh, Fred, it's very simple. If they played Pistol Pack and Mama, the whole show would be over in 30 seconds. Oh, how true, how true. And those mamas have no place to pack their pistols either. <laughs> oh, why don't you want to discuss my literary well, career? Well, they, they do, though, at that. They go around with little colts, I hear, from catching... But uh, let it go. Let oh, it I don't go. think it's... We don't want to discuss my literary career at all, and to me it's very important. After all, Claire Booth Luce wrote a play, and now she's in Congress. Oh, I hope you get elected to Congress too, Gypsy. I'd certainly like to be there when you put a motion before the House. <laughs> Perhaps we'd better change the subject after all. You're here because we have received thousands of letters from troops overseas who want to hear you. They once got an eye full, and now they want an ear full. Oh, that's awfully sweet, boys. I'd like to kiss each and every one of you. Well, Gypsy, that would really be a project. Well, there should be some way that I can send a kiss to all the boys. Say, I have it. You, you know, if you kiss a soldier here, when he goes overseas, he can see that your gre greeting gets around. Now, we have servicemen here. How about kissing one of them? Oh, Fred, I don't want to bother these fellows. <laughs> They're on furlough. They don't want to do any work. Oh, <laughs> I think I can talk one of them into a gypsy. Now, the corporal here, corporal in the first row, would you come up here, the handsome gentleman in the first row, would you come up here? <laughs> Miss Gypsy Lee, Corporal. What is your name, Corporal? Uh, Corporal Welch. Corporal Welch. Uh, Hello. <laughs> well, what do I do? Uh, don't <laughs> ask any questions. Just grab him and kiss him, Gypsy. Oh. <laughs> That's all. That's all, brother. Say, uh... <laughs> Wait a minute, soldier. Where are you going? I'm going back and thank my draft board. What? <laughs> it looks as though your mission is in good hands, Gypsy. Oh, it was nice kissing that soldier. And believe me, brother, he had his basic training. <laughs> and you've qualified him for OCS. Thank you a lot, Miss Gypsy Rose Lee. My skitter sakes alive, here comes that solid king of jive, Benny Goodman once again at the command of all you G.I. cats with airmail special, a number that's sure to jack you up and leave you limp. Thank you. 
Well, man, it's time to close shop. I've never said so long to so many fellows at once. Now I know how Bing Crosby must feel saying goodnight to his family every night. But keep those letters rolling in, man, and we'll keep the answers rolling out. This is Fred Allen speaking for everybody on command performance and saying in his best gravel-throated manner, so long and Godspeed. This is Paul Douglas closing up command performance in New York until opening time next week. Command performance is produced by the Armed Forces Radio Service.